tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It's raining cats and dogs. They're beasts. Are you a fan fee of Spotlight Hour? After all these challenges, is there anything left in the mill tank? We're about to amp things up with our fabulous Mega. The ancestor of Pokemon is coming to tell us why everything is better back in its day. An amazing new arena meta gives team building a new twist and turn. And who let the mods out? Chris and Kyle did in this special edition of the GoCast Modcast. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the GoCast podcast. My name is Andrew. I go by Legendary Moo. And welcome to the rest of our group. I'm DeFi250, DeFi for short. I am the superior Cameron, but I'm, I'm just going to go by Cameron for this episode. I'm Melody1477. I'm the other Cameron. I go by CamelMcG08 in-game. I am Team Magma Tyler. And I'm Fish Onahita. You might have noticed that we are not Chris and Kyle, the seven of us. We are moderators in the GoCast podcast Discord server. So that is how we got our hands on the podcast for this week. So I think the way Chris and Kyle usually start the show is they talk about their goals. Well, I didn't set any goals on the show last week, but Chris and Kyle did. Do we think they're going to hit their goals? No. No. Not really. Yeah. So we think in like 60%, 20%. They've got two weeks, right? Yeah. So 25%? I was going to say 33. Yeah. Okay, so like twice as much as they usually do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The extra week's not going to help them out at all. <laughs> I'll go a little positive and give them both a 75% chance of failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and after that short goals section, into the news. First up, we had a Mareep Incense Day this week. What do you think, Moo? Uh, I had a lot of fun playing it. Did uh, you get a chance to play all six hours? I did play all six hours because I am on the hunt for a cotton candy sheep. And I do have to say, I found zero. Ooh. Did you get any shinies? I did not get any shinies. Okay. Uh, did you get any shinies? I was pretty lucky. I got a Dratini Chinchow, hatched a Timber, and got a Shiny Shadow Growlithe right as the event started. Okay. Okay. I do have to give them props that I think the community has been talking a lot about how they have not been giving us pandemic-friendly events. And I do think an incense event is a great pandemic event. Oh, yeah. The way that it rolled out where you could play anywhere, you could sit by, you know, in your house, buy a little park, Anything would work. Did anybody else have any luck during the event? I played super casually, personally. So I just played a little bit of the Dragon at Incense Hour, caught a couple Dratinis. There, there was American football playing. So that took priority, unfortunately. The Packers? <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, who ended up losing eventually. Oh, that's but heartbreaking. It was super heartbreaking. <laughs> to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I uh, I was super productive during that event. I uh, I cleaned my kitchen and my living room and the bedroom <laughs> and 
while I, while that was going on, my girlfriend actually got her platinum electric badge. So there Ooh, was there nice. was some pr- productivity in the house as a whole, <laughs> but also like Melody had zero shinies. I don't think I was playing on my brother's account for him, and I was playing on my own account. But I actually kind of sort of took a nap during the first um, Dragon Hour, but I definitely did not mean to. So. Um, I was not super successful, but I also didn't really care that much. Actually, no, I did get a shiny on my brother's account, but I lost it because my, um, what's it called? The Pokeball Plus thing, it grabbed it before I could catch it and it lost. That's disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a sad I mean, I'm not Yikes. that upset about it because it wasn't my, it wasn't my account, it was my brother's, but, you know, it is what it is. The first Mareep I clicked on was shiny, and then I didn't get any shinies for the rest of the event. You burned all your luck in the first five um, seconds. The first one. <laughs> you did that to yourself, buddy. Moving on from Incense Day. Holy cow, the Johto Celebration event has started. Featuring all sorts of good spawns, eggs, a one Poke coin bundle in the shop, and the Elite Collector Challenge. Melody, how have you been doing with the spawns so far, and what have you seen? I've been doing pretty good, actually. I am almost done with my collection challenge. Um, I think I need a Smeargle who just will not show up in my photos. And that's my last one. What about you? Uh, Knocked it out in three hours today. It was fun. Awesome. I was kind of worried about finding a Larvitar. I thought if they're going to hide anything from us, it's going to be that. But he popped right up. Anybody have any shiny luck with this so far? No, No, unfortunately. I'm (laughs) I'm looking for the blue cow. Just haven't found it yet. Same. I have a whopping 15 Pokeballs, so no, I've not had that much success, nor have I been trying because I need to save up. I'm really upset. I, uh, on my way into work uh, this morning, I sat in my car and did my, my traditional, I'm going to play with my buddy, pet my buddy, feed it, take a snapshot, and Smeargle popped up, and it was like 8.45. So I, uh, I have to wait till tomorrow to finish the collection challenge. So that's, that's annoying. a little irritating, but part of the game this event also includes new field research that's going to reward stardust and you can also find uh in your research rewards chikorita cyndaquil totodile chinchow mareep pseudowoodo and miltank and they also covered this last week but we'll say it briefly just to make sure everybody's caught up that during this event you can also evolve some pokemon to receive exclusive moves from the 2018 community days. These include evolve a bayleaf to meganium to get frenzy plant, evolve quilava to typhlosion to get blast burn, evolve flaffy to ampharos to get dragon pulse if you didn't take care of that this weekend, and the most exciting one, evolve a pupitar to tyranitar to get smackdown. I'm evolving a pupitar right now. <laughs> To get smacked down as get on we it. are recording. <laughs> I might have evolved seven over my lunch break. So if you're not sure, that's the one to do. I have a 98% IV one that has just been waiting for me. And something else to think about, if you do have high IV uh, shadows for Larvitar, Pupitar, evolve them now. You can get rid of frustration later. They'll be good. Oh, I just realized I have a shadow Pupitar in my... Uh, what's it called? My storage, and I can evolve it because I have exactly 100 candy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ty- Tyranitar is uh, right up there among the among the best rock attackers and the best 
dark attackers as well. So uh, even if you don't manage to evolve it during this event to get that smackdown, um, just just having bite crunch is also a really good moveset for it. And I, I already even had, like, it doesn't matter because it's a fast attack, but I even had frustration to come off of it already, so this is great. Nice. So currently in raids, we have Tier 1, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Totodile, Mareep, Meryl, and finally one almost worth doing, Larvitar. Tier 3, Togetic, Espeon, Embryon, which is pretty cool, Skarmory, and everybody's favorite, the Miltank, with its new shiny release. Has anybody done raids for Miltank already? I haven't seen any yet. Moo, you should know. You sent me one already. <laughs> you sent me a Moo right <laughs> now. I may have set this whole thing up. <laughs> I did do one. No shiny. I've seen them, but I do not have passes. In case it's not clear, I do not have a lot of things to be able to do things in this game because I no longer live on top of the stop anymore, at least for the next week and a half. It'll get better soon, for sure. Moving on to Tier 5, the Beasts are back with Entei, Raikou, and Suicune. It's always good. Nice to see. Uh, Entei is a killer fire attacker. Raikou is excellent in electric damage. Suicune is there. And then Mega, we have Ampharos, Venusaur, and Houndoom. And moving up to level 50, we have... Now learned the level 49 and level 50 requirements in order to achieve level 49. It's 25 million XP. Make 10 trades with Pokemon caught at least 300 kilometers apart. Obtain 50 lucky trades. Send 500 gifts to friends and earn 35 platinum medals. Going from level 49 to 50, 30 million more XP. Make 999 excellent throws. Catch a legendary Pokemon in your next five legendary encounters. So catch five legendaries in a row. Defeat a Team Go Rocket leader using three Pokemon at under at or under 1,500 CP. And finally, achieve at least rank 10 in the Go Battle League. On top of that, we also have, day one it was possible, two people who had reached level 50 on Monday. Fleece King and another person named Lauren from Australia. They had a little bit of a, uh, a glitch, which Zoe Tudots covered in a video that she released yesterday, Monday, that kind of detailed what happened. I don't want to rehash her whole video, but they had part of their progress wiped out when Sniantic was contacted. They just bumped them from 48 to 49 so they could... They effectively skipped the time barrier of having to send all those gifts. And then they played all night and made it to 50 in 24 hours, which is remarkable. I don't think I'm going to hit level 50 until probably 2022. (laughs) Like thinking about them hitting it in 24 hours, it's going to take me over a year. I didn't even get to 41 until two days ago. I'm not at 41 yet either. Yeah, same. Hey, you should do Miltank raids. Yeah, sure. That's what my money doing. <laughs> Making 999 excellent throws in 24 hours, that is a solid achievement. It would take me a good 24 years to do that. Wasn't there like a a throttle that the game had where like if you earned so much experience in a certain amount of time that it would like soft ban you or something? 
I know if you yeah, try to like catch too many, it freaks out. There's so definitely like, catch and spin soft bands, and they are very high. You've got to catch, if I remember right, seven. It's about seventy-five or eighty-eight eight thousand mons in a week, and on top of that, more than five hundred a day after the week in order to get catch capped. I don't remember the spin cap. So if it's five hundred a day then, like, I mean, obviously you're not going to catch every Pokemon that you throw a ball at, but that's almost like a, you're having to get a 1 in 5 uh, excellent throw success rate. Well, the, the catch cap is 8,000 plus 500 a day after that. Like, your cap, if, okay. if you go over, five, like, so you, get, you catch 8,000 uh, in six days. If you catch more than 500 on the seventh day, then you get catch capped. Okay. Yeah, that makes gotcha. a big difference. And finally, we learned about two new research that we're getting. Uh, one came with the Johto celebration event, and Niantic gave us the copy that says, from Tuesday, January 26th at 10 o'clock a.m. to Sunday, February 7th at 8 o'clock p.m. local time, you can complete a Team Go Rocket-themed timed research line that'll lead to an encounter with a Ho-Oh that knows Earthquake. Good luck in completing this research challenge, trainers. Now, my one question for you guys is, we've seen this before where they don't specifically mention that the shiny will be available. Do we think it's going to be turned on or turned off? I don't I think, think it'll there's be a turned reason on. it would be turned off. Did I, didn't you get a shiny from the research last time? Um, I think I got a shiny from research last time, but I don't know if they would have... Tur- I don't think there's a specific reason they would turn it off this time. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't. We hope so. Also, how do we feel about Earthquake on Firebird? It's amazing. I mean, it's a coverage for Master League, so... I, I don't know. <laughs> I was actually going to pick Incinerate Earthquake ho for my Sylph All-Star Challenge, and unfortunately, I could not get one that was below 1,500 CP, so I had to ditch that idea. But it's actually, with that um, with that addition of Incinerate as well on ho it makes Earthquake fairly viable. I just like picturing it like flapping its wings and causing the earth to like <laughs> shatter. I love I like I just love the visual of like what an earthquake move from that Pokemon would do. I was just looking up on on PV poke fish like that would be super hard to get a ho-oh under 1500. Like you have to be- hit the highest CP, the highest uh, IVs you could have would be to trade with an Ultra Friend and hit a three three three, that clocks in at fourteen ninety nine at level fifteen. Yep, I am painfully aware of that. Oh gosh, that is. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, we have Sneasel Limited Research. On Saturday, January 30th, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time, you can complete event-exclusive field research tasks that lead to encounters with Sneasel. If you're lucky, you might even encounter Shiny Sneasel. You can also look forward to event-exclusive timed research. Is anyone excited for Sneasel limited research? I like Sneasel Shiny. I just have far too many of them. Yeah, I have too many as well. I have zero. If it weren't one of the ones that has a naturally high shiny rate, it would be really exciting. 
but it's already a, a much more likely to be shiny encounter. It, that said, it's a good mon. It's a really killer looking shiny. It's fine. But does it? I don't understand when people say oh, this shiny again. Who? I don't understand why people would get upset with another shiny. Okay, I'm going to backtrack that statement. Except for Skarmory because I have too many of those. But seriously, like <laughs> Sneasel's, a, Sneasel's a good shiny. Versus Skarmory is just green. Sneasel's a good shiny. Yeah, why would you I be know. upset about having too many of those? Oh, I didn't think Kyle was here today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm looking. I have 582 shinies in my storage. That's so many. So, that's why. That's why. <laughs> but you still get that little thrill when you see a shiny. Yeah. And then you have stuff to delete on stream. I do have stuff to delete when I'm a Twitch streaming. Yes, if I get <laughs> shinies, so many Machop are shiny Machop are going to hit the grinder. Someday, I'm very excited about it. Even besides <laughs> um, the shiny chance, uh, Sneasel, and more importantly, Weavile, also another good one for raids. Um, I mean, I, I know I'm the PvP guy, so I, I, I don't have as much right to be uh, talking about raids. Um, oh, you're not wrong, <laughs> some other... Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I recently decided after four, almost five years of playing the game that I would finally start focusing on building some raid teams. And so I'm very interested in Sneasel for that reason. I'm looking at my Sneasel stuff now, and hang on, let me see how much I, how many I've caught. I've seen 122, and I've caught 75. So I don't see Sneasel that often to even, I guess, quote unquote, suffer this shiny um, problem that you guys mm. to have. <laughs> I would like to have one for PvP though, because I don't have a lot of ice type attackers. Speaking of raid counters. Camo, you have gear up for us this week. I do, and we're going to be focusing on the fabulous-looking Mega Ampharos. Um, when Ampharos gets its luscious flowing hair like that, it gains the dragon typing, which makes perfect sense. It is, uh, like I said, elect an electric dragon type, um, but weirdly doesn't actually come with a dragon type move while it's, uh, while it's a raid boss. It has fast moves of Volt Switch and Charge Beam, and charge moves of Focus Blast, Power Gem, Zap Cannon, and Thunder. So with the uh, the dragon typing there, the best attackers to bring are dragons. Pretty much always an option. Anything with a dragon fast move and a dragon charge move is excellent. On top of that, dragons resist electric moves, so the fast move damage won't add up as quickly. And the top tier dragons like Garchomp, Sakuram, Haxorus, Rayquaza all have phenomenal damage output. Best raid counter is Garchomp. With the dual typing of Ground and Dragon, it triple resists all of Mega Ampharos's fast moves and resists three of the four potential charge moves, only taking neutral damage from Focus Blast. Best moveset for Garchomp is Dragon Tail and Outrage. Next best is Dragon Tail Earthquake, with Earthquake hitting super effective because of the electric typing. And the third best is Mudshot Earthquake, which if you do Master League PvP, you might already have that set. Wouldn't have to waste your charge TMs or fast TMs. Uh, next up, second best counter is Zekrom, the other dragon electric type. Because of its typing, again, it double resists the fast moves, but doesn't resist Power Gem or Focus Blast, so it dies just a little bit quicker on average. Best movesets are Dragon Breath Outrage. Next best is Charge Beam Outrage. 
and anything beyond that really not going to do as much because that dragon damage is just so good that you really need to target having that. Other notable Pokemon are Rayquaza, Salamence, Dragonite, all those dragon flyers that we always look for whenever they're in raids or they're past community days or GBL rewards or dragon spotlight hours, any of those. Uh, the downside of them is they no longer resist the electric moves and they're weak to power gem. So not the best counters, but again, they have the best damage output for what they do with Dragon Tail Outrage for actually all three of those Pokemon. Um, if you don't have any dragons for some reason, or don't have any good dragons powered up, ground types are also an excellent cover. Groudon with surprisingly Dragon Tail and Earthquake slightly edges out Mudshot and Earthquake. Other good ground types are Rhyperior with Mudslap Earthquake, Landorus with Mudshot Earth Power, or Mamoswine with Mudslap Avalanche, with Avalanche hitting the Dragon typing. Interestingly, there are four, uh, technically five Pokemon, that actually resist the entirety of Mega Ampharos's moves, but only one of those is in the top 30 recommended counters on PokemonGoHub.net. And that one is Golurk, with Mudslap Earth Power. The ground typing of Golurk resists the electric and the rock type moves, and the ghost typing resists the fighting, but it just doesn't have as much gas in the tank as the dragons and the other ground types. The other ones are Nidoking and Nidoqueen, but they don't have any ground fast moves. Claydol, which is just a little bit too weak, and Runarigus, which you shouldn't ever bring to a raid. It's so bad, guys. <laughs> just don't. Don't, don't just do it. Please. Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry, I would like to interrupt and say I very much appreciate this Zekrom love that I'm hearing because I hardly, I don't think I ever hear about Zekrom being used for anything, and Zekrom's one of my favorites. Okay, you can continue. Oh no, I I absolutely love Zekrom. I that was actually one of the only Pokemon I've powered up for raids or anything in the past several months because it's it's so good. Absolutely. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> I got you. After battling and successfully taking down a Mega Ampharos. If you're in any weather that's not rainy, you'll have you'll be looking for a CP between 1554 and 1630 in the rain because again it loses that dragon typing when it's a not when it's not a mega. You'll have a weather boosted Ampharos that's looking somewhere between 1943 and 2037 CP. Ampharos has a pretty respectable attack stat of 211, a not so impressive defense of 169. And a decent stamina of 207, putting its max CP at level 40 at 3,225. Mega Ampharos, again, with the majestic hair, gets a decent buff to its defense and its attack, bringing its attack to 294, defense to 203, but leaving that stamina unchanged at 207, with a max CP of 4,245. Like I mentioned at the top, it's kind of a lackluster dragon with its only dragon move being a community day exclusive charge move that gets far outclassed by draco meteor and outrage on all of the other dragons but it is one of only two electric mega pokemon the other being mega manectric which has noticeably lower stats once that comes into the game so bringing a mega ampharos is good for boosting electric type damage for your teammates when you're going up against water or flying raid bosses and also, you alluded to it before, it just, it's the most fabulous looking me Mega. Oh, it's so fabulous. Yeah, it reminds me of like an 80s hair metal rock star, 
I picture it just like stepping up on its amp and just blasting out a sweet power chord. I really wish you could give Mega Amphros an electric guitar because that would just be killer. Maybe we can get a sticker. Yeah, imagine if you could like buy accessories for your Pokemon. In a heartbeat. You yes. could have the hair metal squad with the sunglasses <laughs> Blastoise, the yes. Galarian Obstagoon. A Lolan Dug Trio. A Lolan yeah. Dug Trio. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And fabulous Amphros. Well, I have my new raid party picked out. <laughs> so thanks, Camo. Uh, now it's time for the Pokelore. Tyler, you wanted to talk about Mew. Mew is a pink, bipedal Pokemon with mammalian features. It has a rounded, wide snout, triangular ears, and large blue eyes. It has short arms with three-fingered paws and large hind paws with oval markings on the soles. Its tail is long and thin with an ovoid tip. Its fur is so fine and thin, it can only be seen under a microscope. Mew is said to have the DNA of every single Pokemon contained within its body, allowing Mew to learn and use any attack. Mew's max CP is 3,691. It has an attack stat of 210, a defense of 210, and a stamina of 225. Best movesets for Mew? For PvE, uh, highest total DPS would be Snarl and Psychic. For PvP, PV Poke recommends Shadow Claw, Wild Charge, and Surf. But Mew can learn 14 different fast moves and 25 different charge moves. So if you're going to look for your ideal setup, you better have TMs. With all these moves it can learn, it can be very versatile in PvP and can pretty much cover whatever you need. Do any of you guys use Mew in PvP? I definitely have a bunch of times because when I caught mine, its stats were not particularly good for PvE. So I didn't do anything with it until we figured out, oh, this Swiss Army Knife can do it all. Um, generally, I've used Shadow Claw for the fast... Well, I've always used Shadow Claw for the fast move. Uh, charge moves have varied between Surf Wild Charge, Surf... Um, I've used Surf Grass not a couple of times. Wild Charge is always great coverage. I was on stream with a guy on uh, Twitch, and um, he was running Swampert. He came into a Mew lead, and we were like, yeah, you know what? The Mew always has the move that you don't want it to have, so this is probably going to have Grass Knot. But you have a good chuckle about it, and then sure enough, Grass Knot comes out, and one hit KOs the Swampert. So then he sends out his Ferrothorn next, and we were like, well, you know the rule. It's always the move you don't want, so next we're going to see Flame Charge. And we laugh about that, too, until it throws its next charge move, and it's Flame Charge. <laughs> so in two, moves, in two charge moves, it took out two Pokemon without even breaking a sweat. That's unfortunate. Yeah, Mew's um, a monster. Mew's great, but I am so excited for the shiny um, Mew and having a second Mew during the Kanto event because the first thing I did when I got my Mew, its IVs are terrible. It's like 11, 12, 11, but I maxed it out because I was excited and I like Mew. So now I can't use it in Great League, Mm -hmm. which makes me very sad. So I'm excited to get another chance at having a Great League level Mew. Using a shiny in battle is, is so fun. We all know shinies do more damage. 
Yes. Can confirm. Damage. <laughs> right now. Shiny type is it? Shiny type attack. What's the last one? Shiny type shiny attack type bonus. Shiny type attack bonus. Yeah, that. That's what yes. I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> that's the one. I know my PvP. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, I have a mute, and it's like at the CP cap that it is at. I think it's like fourteen seventy-five or whatever. But I God knows I'm never going to double move it because that's just too much time and effort for something I probably won't use. Because I'm just going to stick to the same team that I always use for GBL. See, when I have enough, when I have more charge TMs than I know what to do with, I just go empty them out on mute to try to get the newest best move set so like when flame charge got its buff i spent like 50 charge tms to try to get to it and didn't so my mew had wild charge <laughs> ice beam for a little while and then i got some more tms good. and now yeah no it wasn't bad but it wasn't what i needed coverage wise so yeah. mew took took a seat on the bench for a while and my mew's not great it's in like the 1460s so it's a little sad so like DeFi said i'm i'm excited for another crack at that I stand corrected. Mine is not in the 1470s. It's 1496, but it's also Ooh. doesn't have good PvP IVs. And its moveset is Shadow Claw and Surf. I remember. You're there. You're basically yeah. there. I Just remember. One more that's, move. that's what mine has too. Awesome. But <laughs> Mew doing these. <laughs> Mew buddies. Wait, I, I want to say one more thing. I remember, I remember sort, sorting, like rotating through all these TMs, trying to be like, why can't I get this move? This move, everyone keeps telling me to get, and, and then I look on TV post that I, I recently discovered was a thing, and I'm like, oh goodness, that is a, a lot of moves. So I think I just gave up <laughs> at surf, and I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna get, and if it works, then it works, and if it doesn't, I'm not gonna use it. And it definitely did not work because that was a time when I did not know what I was doing in PvP. So Mew has just been sitting in my storage, looking all cute and never mm. being used, and that's okay. With with the waiting for the right move set, a excellent <laughs> milk in the puns. Dang it, Moo. Tyler, thank you so much for the Mew information, and on to the polka poll where Fish and Cameron will take it away. So last week on the polka poll, um, Chris and Kyle asked, "What were the ideal?" and the worst ideas for community days. And we're not going to read out all of the responses. We're going to save that for when Chris and Kyle come back next week, but we're just going to read out a few of our favorites that we picked out. So first we've got this answer from Venusy, who says, ideal, I'll take the easy option. Things that are hard to get and usually hard hitting. Gibble would be a good option. Garchomp's terrible shiny aside, <laughs> as would Axu or Dino. Neuvern would be nice for the dex entry, but not sure it would be helpful otherwise. It could be nice seeing a new family introduced during one, though, specifically thinking of Gudra, Aegislash, or as an otter pick, Vivalon. Now, I don't know uh, very many Pokemon past Gen 2, basically. Does anyone know what Vivalon is like? Vivalon is the, I believe it's Gen 6, basically the Butterfree, but it's the one that has all the different like 20 plus patterns on its wings, depending Ooh, on what region you're in. So it's in. like a, a Butterfree type spinder. Yes. Yes. With That's cool. so right. many patterns. That's <laughs> a really good description of it, a Butterfree, butterfree spinder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the patterns are like 
really creative and really pretty. Like that would be so much fun to have in once that gets day? Yeah. Yeah. Or just even like at a at a go fest if they're if they do oh, make yeah. those a variance region locked, like so much incentive to trade with people from literally all around the globe because there's like two dozen or two and a half dozen different patterns that you're looking for and some of them are from like really small regions on the on the globe like that would be so cool yeah that does sound like a really cool idea i'd love to see that post pandemic (laughs) uh venusy goes on to say i'm trying to fill out the all forms decks in home and most of what i'm missing is vivalon's forms so a, a cd would really encourage people to trade whether in go with remote trades increased to international length or by transferring to home the worst community day idea would be while the Route 1 Pokemon are a good pick in general, I'm going to say Bidoof specifically. Sacrilege. Um, that I is terrible. Do like <laughs> Disagree. How, I actually do like how goofy it is, but it's the only one I can think of that hits the combo of everyone already having way too many of them. There being no move they could give that would make it relevant. The shiny being boring both before and after evolution and it requires the full 50 candy to evolve, so a two times Evo XP boost wouldn't be that helpful. I mean, Venusy, you you had us really on your side with the Vivalon comments, but that Bidoof, I think you've lost us all. I'm with her on Bidoof. Oh, no! I'm not interested one bit at all. I'm going to look it up, see what that shiny looks like. I might be on board with... I have zero opinions. Back to Vivalon. (laughs) uh, DeFi, didn't you... Mox set up a regional map for that in the past? Um, I didn't set it up. I found one. I just found a map that showed all the different Vivalon, because um, that's how it is in the main series game. Depending on where you are in the world, that's what Vivalon pattern you get in the main series. So they ha- there's there are maps out there that show where all the different Vivalon patterns are. And that's, are that the- is definitely a Pokemon. That's the my most anticipated Pokemon of that generation. Are the scat is its first evolution is Scatterbug, correct? Yes. Is that what's called? Are they different or are they all the same? They're all Scatterbugs the same. are all the same. Okay. Oof. Speaking of all the same, I just looked up Bidoof and Bayberrel Shiny. Yeah, it's it's not that exciting at all. It's kind of golden, but like that's about as generous as I can be with that. Yeah, at least it's not green. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's... You didn't see you didn't see the shiny when that fake community day. What's it called? Graphic? That fake graphic went around in November. People were thinking that it was going to be a Bidoof community day, and then people were like, this is obviously edited from the Magikarp community day, or whatever. I did not see that, no. Well, it happened. Okay, so our next one is from Mitch Harry Cooks Gravy. Goodness, that's ridiculous to say. Okay, so his best community day idea would be Gumi Community Day. The special special research would be called "What is the secret Gumi action?" and the special fast move would be Incinerate. That's interesting. The worst community day would be Rattata, and its special research would be called "This proves we hate our community." And the special move would be nothing. So that's, oh, a, no. that's a hot take. I would find that hilarious. Oh, so I would love that's it so if strong. they came out and said, "All right." March's community day will be Rattata. You get no special moves. You don't even get a shiny. You just get to kill. Your, your spawns will be nothing but Rattata. 
six hours. Violence, and I'm here for it. With the special <laughs> bonus of half stardust. <laughs> and none of them are tiny. Yes, they're all extra large. I just heard that meme in my head of Willy Wonka. Like, you lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Well, looks like we figured out March's community day, guys. Good job, team. (laughs) Okay, so from Rose Diamond, my dream community day would be Eevee. With the release of Sylveon, all Eeveelutions can learn Last Resort, but Sylvia can also learn Charm as a fast move. Oh, I love this already. Okay. The special research would be a charming situation and reward a guaranteed shiny Sylveon with the special moves. I love this because I love fairy types and charm. I love charm. At least a photo. Um, my Nightmares community day would be Meowth without its glaring form. The research would be called What's New Pussycat and reward a Meowth who speaks English but sarcastically. The special move would be Zen Headbutt because it's just terrible. I love how everyone's... Uh, including the special moves in their nightmare community days. Like, it wouldn't be a complete nightmare without this awful, awful move. It wouldn't bring out the terrible as much. It's such a good inclusion. I also am quite confident that Sylveon, when it comes into the game, will have charm, because all the evolutions have uh, same-type moves. So Umbreon has Snarl and Faint Attack, and it also also has Foul Play and Dark Pulse. Flareon has Ember, Flamethrower, Fire Blast. They've all got the same type move. So the fact that Charm is the only fairy fast move, I am, unless they introduce another fairy fast move between now and Sylveon coming into the game, I'll I'll bet my account that Sylveon's got Charm. I'm here for this. I, I, love, I love Charmers. I have a team that I have set aside in Gmail that I use sometimes when I'm feeling really mean, and it's just all Charmers. When they, um, the Curly with the top hat, was that, that introduced a move called Draining Kiss, right? Yep. That's a charge move. That's a charge move? Okay. Yeah. Say, cause but it, it is that... a good charge move, actually. Was that released with Curlia? I don't think it introduced the move, it just introduced Curlia to that move, because Love yeah. Disc already has Draining Kiss. I was gonna oh, say, another I, thing that I, thought, I don't think much about. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought I'd seen that one way before Top Hat Curly. Yeah, so the only other fairy moves that I can think of for Sylveon are Disarming Voice and Fairy Wind, which are both in the main series games pretty weak moves. So they could be candidates for releasing a new fairy type fast move. But then again, in the main series game, Charm does nothing except cut yeah. your opponent's attack in half, and in here it just annihilates your opponent. So, you know. Are there I love other, it. I, I know a little bit about fairy type moves in the main series games, but are there other... Because I knew Charm wasn't super... Like, it's not... It's nothing compared to the damage that doesn't Pogo, but are there other fairy type moves that don't, like, do damage? They do, like, status effects or whatever those are called. Uh, I mean, technically, Misty Terrain is a fairy oh. type move. No, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Aromatic mist. So just all mist type moves? Yeah, anything that's like misty. Moonlight. Moonlight is a healing move. That's fairy type. Um, Sweet kiss is a status move. Wait, sweet kiss is fairy? Yes. Huh. I'm sure it wasn't before fairy types were introduced in Pokemon, but it's fairy type now. Yes, neither neither was Snubble, so that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a normal type move before. 
And I feel like when they do introduce another fairy fast move, it'll be a an above average energy generating move. Because then that would be just the two ends of the spectrum. You got high damage, low energy, and then high energy, low damage. I'm not mad at that. I just want to see more fairy type anything. We don't have enough. <laughs> sparkly swirl from let's go eevee that's the move we need we need a move called sparkly, sparkly swirl. swirl okay now i have to play let's go eevee <laughs> and then yes. it becomes like the fairy type mud shot yes <laughs> and finally we have just the average joe who says with the addition of xl candies i think single stage pokemon could be featured and it would actually be viable so my best community day would be a heracross community day where i can just catch for the candy and get a heracross with faint and the worst community day would be lucario because the shiny and signature move are both already in the game which that's an interesting take um there i know a lot of people outside of the u.s that would salivate over the thought of a heracross community day um and lucario just being uninteresting that's a that's a hot take i mean i'm too far north in the u.s to get a heracross so like i'm also Mm -hmm. on board with that honestly but i'm also would be into a lucario day because like it's it's basically egg locked you can only get it through eggs and i think i've hatched a whopping total of three and none of them were useful for anything so i mean the shiny is already heracross's shiny is bright pink Oh, nice. so it's also so fabulous. It's so <laughs> fabulous, and I love we, it. We can add it to our fabulous crew. <laughs> Lucario's yellow, and yellow is just yellow is so good. Pro- right. Problem there, though, is it? Uh, it's it's uh, like a lot of people had a problem with Magikarp Community Day because it seriously devalued the shiny Magikarps that people had worked so hard to get. I think Lucario is that times a million i think there would be a lot of people really upset that they had finally earned their holy grail of this shiny lucario and then just everyone's going to get one but did people really work that hard to get a shiny magic card because i had i think three before the community day i really just just like clarification i am a small sample size so i'm not sure what other people's <laughs> experience but i imagine with how often magic card pops up in the wild i I don't know. I feel like if people, it's. They, I don't feel like people didn't work that hard just to get a magic carp shiny. I mean, well, sure, I know there, there were, were a lot people of magic saying that they were upset about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good good point about like how hard people are actually working for it. But yeah, I do know there were people that were upset. But I feel, I do agree that magic carp did have an abundance of shinies, even just playing casually mm. at home. I had way more than any other community I ever participated in. Right. I mean, I didn't have a magic heart before the community day, and I'd been playing since day one of the game. And remember when magic heart shinies got added, and still just could not get one for anything. Yeah, I was the same. We don't see a lot of magic heart. We just have like prairie land spawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I'm just a small, small sample size. I, I might have just gotten super lucky because one of them also came from an <laughs> small. egg, and I have higher. Shut up. Speaking of shut up, let's move. Let's get someone to transition us into the next thing. That shouldn't be the transition. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it should Speaking be. Of shut up. We're moving on. Speaking of shut up. <laughs> no, 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 dude, keep, keep shut up in there. That's funny. Speaking of shut up. 
the new polka poll. And for next week's polka bowl, we are asking all of you to send Chris and Kyle a picture of how you eat Kit Kats. Do you eat them piece by piece? Do you take a bite right out of it? Do you have a way that we haven't discussed? Let's show them what you've got. So in other words, do you eat them piece by piece or are you a psychopath and eat them in some other way? Woo, team psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Psycho, psycho. Are you a psychopath or are you normal? I want to see who can provide the strangest photo, like someone who's eaten each corner individually. Or yes, <laughs> someone who's cut it into little square-sized chips. Okay, fish. Cut out the middle. I, I have faith in our. Cut out the middle. Oh yes. yes. Get like a cookie cutter. Can someone leave. nibble their Kit Kat into the shape of their favorite Pokemon? That's some challenge right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an art contest now. And next, we have Fish and DeFi here to give us this week's PvP corner. All right, so this is PvP corner where we give you all the news, tips, tricks, strategies, uh, pieces of information that help you elevate your PvP game. DeFi, what's happening in PvP right now? Well, I am sad to say that we are officially out of the Great League. So we are in Ultra League with Ultra League Premier. That runs from Monday, January 25th through Monday, February 8th. And I am still an ace rank trainer. Everything's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. Well, uh, how do you feel about Ultra League? Do you think that you'll be able to improve your rank there? Or is that kind of when you're going to go into hibernation? Well, usually Master League is when I go into hibernation, but we've got the Love Cup coming up, so maybe not so much. Do you want to go straight in? What is the Love Cup? Well, the Love Cup is what uh, GBL Surprise-themed cup is going to be. It's going to run from Monday, February 8 to 15, occurring just for one week, and it is red and pink Pokemon. Great League level Pokemon only, uh, and no legendary or mythical Pokemon allowed. Have you taken a look at the meta, Deepa? I have, and I'm seeing a lot of heavy, fast-move damage. I'm seeing Charm, I'm seeing Confusion, I'm seeing Counter. Just, this is going to be a fast-move-based cup if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've noticed too. Um, We do want to take a deep dive into that meta but we will aim to do it next week because we do have something a little more pressing to do this week we will get to that a little bit later first let's go to our self check-in and i am sorry to report to everyone that the dancing pineapples were defeated by the squirtle squad in the self arena invitational fish yeah what happened uh, look, um, so uh, when we recorded uh, last week, I gave the update that, well, my team's down uh, three losses to one win, so we've got to win every other battle to proceed. Um, after you and I got off of that call, I discovered that two of my teammates had won their battles. So leading into my showdown with PvP Steve, it was 3-3. And our match was the decider. So um, <laughs> he and I 
battled. Um, he, I absolutely soul read him in battle number one. I led my Driplim into his Vigoroth and then maintained switch advantage the entire way through to really, you know, really have a dominant win there. Battle number two. It was looking like I was going to do the same thing, but then he just somehow managed to pull out a, a last-minute win. I just needed to, you know, throw one more bullet seed at his Vigoroth to to finish him off, but he just pulled out that last-minute body slam to take that second battle. And then the third battle, I stuffed up. I made a terrible switch into a Zapdos, knowing he had a, a Unoban Stun Fist, they're ready to counter switch. The Stunfist farmed up a whole bunch of energy and it just made the rest of my team's life a little bit too difficult. So uh, I ended up blowing that one. My team was eliminated and the Squirtle Squad is now going to be battling in the final against Dr. Trotter's team, the other Australian content creator. So it's going to be an Aussie final, which I'm not a part of. Well, I'm proud of you for participating, for being in the Invitational. I'm a proud co-host. I thought you did a good job. Thank you, and It Deepa. was very cool. It was very cool to see King IV shoutcast your matches on Twitch. That was neat. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and so we do have a new Sylph Arena meta announced. The meta for March. It's called the Labyrinth Cup, and that will be what we are deep diving on today. DeFi, did you want to introduce us to the Labyrinth Cup? I do, because this is a really unique cup setup. You only are allowed one of any type in your roster of six. No repeats. So, for example, if Whiskash is on your team, you can't have any other members of your team have the water or the ground typing. Whiskash covers it. That's it. You're done. There is a long list of bands. Are you ready, Fish? I'm ready. Hit me. You cannot bring Mega Pokemon, Wobbuffet, Azumarill, Metacham, Mew, Galarian Stunfisk, Deoxys Defense, Cressalia, Hypno, Umbreon, Machamp, Scrafty, Surfish, Altaria, Bastiodon, Primeape, and Swampert. All of those Pokemon are ineligible for the I'm Latin sorry, I, I missed that. Can you give it to me again? <gasps> no, no, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be really, really interesting. This is going to be probably, in my opinion, the most diverse cup that we've ever had in the arena so like as in there will be a lot more variety in the teams that people bring than we've ever had before in the silver arena i definitely agree i love seeing all these major meta pokemon banned no swampert no azu no hypno i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see all the different little picks that people come up with so this is a very open cup which means that it's really really hard to nail down uh some meta defining pokemon there's usually uh there's usually like one or two in any meta that really define the meta and everything else is kind of built around them there doesn't seem to be one of those in this particular meta which is what makes it so open but we do have a few uh really prominent picks some really good pokemon that you want to consider and we're going to break it down into basically their roles that they play so for example you've got the dark types which is a role that you can include on your team and they are pokemon like zwilus and mandibuzz zwilus and mandibuzz are uh, two very highly ranked pokemon zwilus is 
very oppressive with that Dragon Breath and Body Slam spam. It's a great neutral pick. Mandibuzz, very, very bulky. Again, great neutral damage, and it just just outlasts a lot of things. Uh, DeFi, do you have a Mandibuzz that you could use for this tournament? I don't. Thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> I mean, so, neither do I. I'm going to take out my aggression for not having a Mandibuzz by bringing something that counters it. And for that, I'm going to bring Ice Types. A great thing about the Ice Types is that not only do they beat both of the Dark Types we just mentioned, but they also beat Ground Types. Now, I don't have a Legacy Dugong build, but I might build one for this cup. Um, do you have one, Fish? I do have a double Legacy Dugong. I have not built it up for Great League yet because I have not had a reason to do it. It's I've, I've always kind of gone in a different direction with my team so now i might now might be the opportunity for me dugong's really great because what it does with that it's so bulky that again like mandibuzz it just outlasts a lot of stuff and because of that icy wind charge move it's debuffing everything it comes against so even if even if it loses that matchup the next pokemon can come in and it can farm down whatever just beat your dugong without worrying about those charge moves. It gets hit by a charge move, that charge move is not going to do anything to it. So it's really good for allowing you to build up energy on that next Pokemon. So if you want to beat some of these ice types, some options, you've got fighters. Well, Vigoroth and Obstagoon, we call them fighters because they have counter, but you also have Toxicroak, which is partial fighting. A big benefit to using Vigoroth in this cup is that it's monotype. It's only normal type. So you're really only eliminating one type from your team. Toxicroak is a great choice. It's a fighter that resists other fighters. Heracross is an option as well, but it when it when Heracross loses, it loses really hard. <laughs> um, I love Heracross and also Heracross is a regional. So mm -hmm. not a lot of players, a lot of players might not have access to one in the Great League range. And finally, you can take a look at Obstacoon. It counters the things that counter Vigoroth. So what do these so counters like do you think ghosts. you're going to bring, Fish? Uh, I like Obstacoon. Um, a lot of people bring things like Alolan Marowak or Driftblim as things to counter a Vigoroth whenever it's eligible in a meta. So I like that Obstacoon can do similar things to Vigoroth, but also hit back against those Pokemon that people have brought specifically to counter the Vigoroth. And uh, what's also possible is there are a lot of Pokemon with counter that have different typings. So you can actually run multiple counter users. There are a lot of different metas where double counter is a viable strategy. So you can potentially run Vigoroth and Toxicroak or Obstagoon and Toxicroak. Uh, Vigoroth and Heracross, you can run uh, Hitmonchan and uh, Alakazam, you can run Escavalier a, a and Obstagoon. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different options uh, for counter users that have different typings. A category of Pokemon in this meta that you might want to have a counter user for are your tanky boys. Your Melmetal, Registeel, and even Regirock has been discussed a little bit. Your fighters do have to watch out, though. If any of these Pokemon land their big charge moves, they can annihilate 
some of these Pokemon. So, for example, Vigoroth doesn't want to see Focus Blast from Registeel. Larian's another example. It can beat Alolan Ninetales, and it's kind of like Bastiodon. Bastiodon's banned in this cup, but Larian is kind of like poor man's Bastiodon. So you could, <laughs> that is an mm-hmm. option for you. Mm-hmm. And Regirock, somehow, I don't understand it, Fish. You might have to explain it to me. Regirock wins in the one shield against both Vigoroth and Obstagoon. What? Uh, good good question. I didn't actually look into that one. Um, my... <laughs> My guess would just be that Regirock is just very tanky, uh, like Registeel is, and that Stone Edge, when it gets to it, which is, it gets to it very quickly with that lock-on damage, um, that Stone Edge would absolutely pack a punch. Just seems disgusting. <laughs> um, there is, of course, a Lolan Marowak, which stands in a category of its own. A Lolan Marowak is always viable whenever it is eligible. They did not ban that one (laughs) like all the other major players, so that's good for any fans of the WAC. Um, It's got that ghost typing, so it's great against your fighters. The fire spin is also going to be great against a lot of the the grasses. You know, you you all know kind of what Alolan Marowak does. Very similar things in this cup as it does in your open Great League. Two categories left. The next one is Pokemon that throw mud. So you have your Whiskash, your Politoed, and your inferior, uglier rabbit-type Pokemon of Diggersby. When you're looking at Politoed, which has been really, really popular in Great League for Go Battle League, Blizzard is a choice because it gets anything flying or grass, but Earthquake seems to be the preferred move, kind of taking a look at PV Poke. And I just, I gotta say, down with Diggersby. I don't have the XL candy for it. I'm not going to build one. So I'm going to go Whiskash or Politoed all the way. Uh, I prefer Politoed. Politoed with that Weather Ball and that choice of Blizzard or Earthquake as the nuke move, it seems to just get so many wins that you, something you don't even expect. All right, so we just named a ton of categories, but of course they're going to be just a couple of Pokemon that don't quite fit. What are some of those fish? So at the moment, at the time of recording, the top of the PV Poke rankings for this cup is XL Lickitung. So that is a Lickitung built up to level 50. Um, look, you're not going to see it. It's uh, Despite it showing up in all the you know, threats and the rankings and whatnot, it's just going to be so ridiculously rare. I don't know if anyone in the world is going to have a level 50 Lickitung, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, what you might have to worry about is Skarmory. If that's, that's another one like Marowak, where if it's eligible in a cup, you'll probably see it. Skarmory has some excellent coverage. It really walls a few of the popular picks, such as the next one that I'm going to mention, which is Meganium. Meganium gets a lot of meta wins. It just has to avoid those flyers like your Skarmory. You can choose to run a Venusaur if you want the Sludge Bomb coverage, but that's that's still going to have the same problem with Skarmory. Um, I, I prefer Meganium for that quick frenzy plant and that earthquake coverage in the back. I think that's going to do a bit of a better job. 
All right, and I think that's a meta. I'm excited. After a month off of Sylph and watching the Sylph All-Star Tournament, I am I'm so ready to get back in. And there are so many cool Pokemon here that I want to build. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm really uh, liking the Dugong Toxicroak core. I think I'm going to play around with that one a bit and see if I can get that to work. All right. And I think that's a show. So let us know what Pokemon you're thinking of building for the Labyrinth Cup. We love hearing your feedback. And if you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, we will be giving plugging in those socials at the end of the show. So instead of kicking it back to Chris and Kyle, let's kick it back over to Tyler. Please take a minute to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Chris and Kyle will be back next week, so send in your emails to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Visit the website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow them on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like them on Facebook at the gocastpodcast. And consider financially supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash gocastpodcast, where for $1, you can get access to the Discord. And a shout out to the elite trainers, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, and Lori. And that brings us to the end of the episode, which means time to set some goals. Ooh, Cameron, you're up first. Oh, okay. So I don't usually make goals because uh, Pokemon Go tends to be a distraction for me. So I usually have a goal of trying to get away from it. But this time I want to make a goal of catching exactly one Cleffa because... I like Cleffa and I like Clefairy and I like Clefable. I like all of them. So I just I just want to hatch a Cleffa. That's it. And I have two goals this week. I just made it to level 43. And since I have to grind 11 million XP, my goal is to complete just one of the level 44 requirements. I don't love PVP, so I'm going to be happy to spread that <gasps> out. <laughs> I know. I'm in the minority. I'm sorry. How dare you? Um, and my second goal is to get my platinum electric badge. I need 97 more, which might be kind of difficult with the spawns this week, but I'm going to do my best. All right. I, uh, I'm i going to go a little harder just because I found some surprising motivation to do the uh, Sylph challenges on the SylphRoad.com. I uh, was watching, I was talking to Moo, and Moo did the self-challenge level one, which is beat a Team Go Rocket leader with um, two 10 CP Pokemon and one Pokemon at 1500 CP or lower. And so I tried that also and made it. And then I did the second one, which was uh, the same two 10 CP Pokemon and then one Pokemon 1000 CP or lower. And I'm going to try to push myself to do the Sylph Challenge 3, which is the same two 10 CP Pokemon and a 500 CP or lower. So I'm going to be out hunting for Sierra and trying to take her down with a sub-level, sort of sub-500 CP Zangoose. Because reasons. <laughs> um, I'm in, in tandem with the Johto Challenge that's going on, I'm going to try to finish my rocket grunt requirement for level 45 i'm currently at 66 out of 100 so since i have to beat a bunch of team leaders for the johto challenge figured i may as well knock those out together um i'm going to try to get that johto catch challenge which like i mentioned at the beginning of the show all i have to do is get a photobomb smeargle so that's kind of a low bar to clear so that's a guaranteed one i hope and then i'm going to try to get a half a million experience because i think DeFi usually tries to do that as well and 
that sounds like a fun goal to have as well. And then I also want to complete the first page of the level 43 challenge, which is transferring a bunch of Pokemon and then evolving some more Pokemon. So things that I should be doing to clear up my bag, now I have a reason to. All right, and you're right. So my goal each week is 500,000 experience points. That'll get me enough to clear level 48 by the end of 2021. So slow and steady runs the race. I'm just trying to hit those small goals each week. I also want to complete the Johto Catch Challenge. Uh, I got most of it done today. I just need to go find a Larvitar. And I also want to complete what I wrote down as the EQ Fireburb research. So the research to get the ho. So that's going to take a while because you've got to beat all those grunts. But I'm working on level 45 anyway. I just got to check. Is that the actual level I'm working on? Yes. Level 45 requirements. So I'm working on that anyway. I've been on that goal for so long. I forgot. <laughs> I've been working on it for so long. Um, but yeah, I'm wor- I've been slowly working on that. So that'll kind of help me push towards finishing that up. My goal for this week is to attack level 49 starting next Monday. So a lot of gifts, a lot of lucky trades. That'll be a challenge to complete in a week from there. But I want to give it a shot. Uh, And at least two shiny cows. Shiny, shiny vibes your way. (laughs) So I, as far as uh, goes for the next week, Really, I've only got one, and it's going to be a very easy one, which is to hit 3 million Stardust by the end of the month. I believe I'm only at, I've got 102,000 more to go, so I think I should be able to do that one. But I do have some more stretch goals, such as I want to reach number one, in the global uh, rankings for Australia. Uh, right now I'm seventh, so I've got a little bit more to climb. And making elite tier by the end of the season, which I was very close at the end of season two. I want to push that uh, little extra little bit to, to break that barrier by the end of this season. Yep. And just to clarify, you're talking about the self leaderboards and the self elite trainer because now it like now they use similar language yeah they do right yeah i should like for me that's it's always uh you know a given as the default yeah but yeah i should um clarify my goals are to clean out my pokemon storage i'm currently at 3800 and i want to at least get rid of 500 get rid of some uh shiny weedles i want to play more gbl i think that's maybe at least one set per day I want to open and send gifts daily. Sorry to all of my Pogo friends. I don't do that enough. And I want to do enough raids to finally hit 41. I haven't done that yet because I've been slacking and I'm going to do it. Slacking like a slacking. I believe in each other. You can do it. <laughs> we believe. Look at us all being overachievers this week. I hmm. like it. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. No, we well, we will. We'll we'll talk to them next week, Fish. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, that's a good point. Else. Thanks, thanks for listening. We're gonna mostly ditch you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just revert back to our standard listener traits that we have. So, in case you ever, in case you want to chat with us or talk to us, we are all moderators in the GoCast Discord server. We also have different social media that you can reach us on. So, for example, I am DFIE250, DPHIE250 on 
Twitter, Twitch, anywhere you want to get a hold of me. I'm Legendary Moo. It's at Pogo Moo on Twitter, Legendary Moo underscore on Twitch, if you would like to reach out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fish on Here underscore or Fish on Heater PvP on Twitch because um, there are a lot of poker players that have the name Fish on a Heater, so I had to add a, a little bit extra to differentiate myself. And I'm at Camo McG08 on Twitch. Um, I mostly stream in tandem with DeFi when we do random games together, but I'm over there. You can follow me on Twitter at T underscore Hubs, H U B B Z. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, El Broncosaurus. Uh, I don't want to spell it because I don't post anything important, but it's out there if you want it. And finally, Chris, Kyle, thank you so much for trusting us to take over the podcast for this week. Yes. Yeah, I I cannot believe you trusted us to do this and that we, we actually I can't believe we actually successfully did it. Seven people in one podcast. It happened. So, Chris, enjoy your vacation. Kyle, enjoy golf with friends. Monster <laughs> Hunter, enjoy quiet time with video games. And also a special thanks to Maddie Matt from the PGR team for stepping in. Uh, normally, Chris is the one who edits this, but since he's on vacation and out catching all the hopefully Navy cows that he can find, um, Maddie stepped in and is editing this for us this week. And finally, thank you to everybody who listens and is part of the community. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah, we wouldn't be modulating. Well, we could, but there'd be no reason to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will see you around the Discord. Uh, If you want, I guess, I don't know how else to end it. Just How do they sign off the show normally? It's like a joke, right? Usually it's just rambling, isn't it? It's yeah, it's it's Chris rambling and then fading into nothing. Right, just right. Filling, so filling empty space. We don't have to that ramble. Would be good. I'll have we, Maddie. Okay, what if we just used my question and the follow up for the close? What? Like, how do they close the show normally if we're just rambling? Oh yeah, rambling? yeah. Let's just do that, Maddie. Do that. Hysterical. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it.